Folks, welcome to Steve's New Music Guide. This is your host, Steve Fletcher. I'm really excited to bring you today's episode. Um, I had an awesome opportunity to check out High Water, which is a music festival based in North Charleston, South Carolina. And we're going to jump into both April 23rd and April 24th, both days of the concert. I'm going to give you some uh, tastes of the music, and we're going to jump into an interview that I was able to set up there as well. It was an awesome day with beautiful weather, excellent music, delicious food. I don't want to waste any more time. I want to get right into it. Let's jump right into a little chit-chat I had with my snarky brother when we showed up at the gates on day one. My brother and I are here. We just walked in. We're listening to some free first band tunes over the speaker system. We've got to lay of the land. We've walked around a little bit. What are your first thoughts? Weather's great. Drinks are cold. Um, company is fine. And me likey. I appreciate that. Uh, I may have to edit the company's fine part, given that I'm standing next to you and no one else's. But uh, appreciate your uh, honesty. And uh, you'll hear from us soon. So far, so good. Here at High Water Festival 2022, Riverfront Park, North Charleston, South Carolina. This is Adia Victoria that you're listening to. Um, she was the second performer on day one at High Water. She really brought the magic. She has incredible sort of dynamic range and thematic range. She goes from sort of like this cryptic, mysterious rock and roll to these quieter, kind of somber acoustic numbers and everything in between. Um, she's an incredible uh, torta force and uh, we were lucky to be there for it. Here are the Felice Brothers, one of my all-time favorite bands. They were incredible. If you listen to the guide, you know the Felice Brothers. I love you! We didn't bring merch. We f I forgot to fill out the form, so... Uh, we don't have any merch here, which, in retrospect, might have been dumb, but... <laughs> so, you gotta come to a show, I guess, at some, some point. If you want a t-shirt. We can talk after the show, too. After the Felice Brothers, uh, the three of us were feeling energized, but a little bit parched, so we went in search of some libations and a little bit of shade. You can hear Drew Holcomb and the neighbors playing in the background of this clip. All right, we are currently walking through the festival grounds. Drew Holcomb and the neighbors is playing right now at the Stono stage walking past the Edisto stage to check out the press lounge and to uh, eventually grab a little bit more water. Important to stay hydrated, it's, it's in the 70s. There's a few clouds showing us a little bit of mercy, but for the most part, it is a hot, sunny, beautiful Charleston spring day here at Riverfront Park. 
in North Charleston. We are at capacity today. 15,000 tickets have been sold. There is expected to be 15,000 here today, Saturday, and tomorrow, Sunday. 15,000 is Riverfront Park's capacity. Twisting and turning right now past a number of bars, uh, VIP areas, vendors, markets, stands, booths, something called the Refuge, which houses, uh, looks like a bunch of different food and drink, many of which is locally provided, which is great to see. This is Delta Spirit about to play at the Edisto stage. It is Saturday afternoon. Delta Spirit was very good. They sounded super tight. And man, Matthew Logan Vasquez's voice, the lead singer's voice, was totally on point. I've heard them once before. They sounded just as good, if not better, than that time. But again, the lead singer's voice just cuts through the air. Acoustics are not always the best at an outdoor venue, but his voice just resonated throughout Riverfront Park that day. So before Bahamas were slated to play, apparently the mayor of North Charleston, Keith, Keith Summy, made a couple of announcements. Uh, couldn't really quite make it out. He was over in the Black Puma stage, which was across the field from us. But uh, I, mean, I can only imagine it was, you know, the typical, you know, bureaucratic uh, ceremonial welcome from an elected representative. I'm sure it was all well and good. Uh, I do perhaps feel a little bit like an irresponsible. Uh, citizen not being there for the speech with an earshot but hey it's a rock and roll concert i was there listening to some music uh but the bahamas or bahamas rather did play uh shortly thereafter local natives playing in the background right now it is late Saturday afternoon there are a few more bands left on the first day of high water festival I'm here with Brendan Fletcher who is attending the festival Brendan how have you enjoyed the festival so far it's good legs on fire but um, I'm you know I'm enjoying myself I'm enjoying the music I'm enjoying the weather um, but actually um, you know actually couldn't, it couldn't actually get, get it better Brennan's legs are on fire, uh, not because they've been doused in gasoline and lit with a match, but because he and I foolishly sat on the beach for five hours with apparently insufficient suntan lotion uh, on our bodies. So uh, we're both a little bit uh, over-sunned right now, but we're still enjoying the day. It is a beautiful day here. Luckily, there's some cloud coverage. It is just made for a picturesque halcyon afternoon here at Riverfront Park. Um, we are circumscribed by the uh, Pacific uh, Cooper River. You thought I was going to say Pacific Ocean, but I know my bodies of water. It is a uh, calm day on the river. There are many boats just off the coastline that have actually anchored in order to watch the show. From what I understand, they can do so 
free of charge. They've in some ways got the best seats in the house and they got it all for zero dollars. Um, anyway, we're gonna head back. Uh, I think after local natives, there are a number of bands. Camp uh, is one of them. I know we're looking forward to that Modest set. Mouse. Don't forget Modest Mouse. Modest Mouse as well. And of course, the, uh, the day will be capstoned by what is a highly anticipated performance by My Morning Jacket, a two-hour set. They've had an incredible album come out recently. If you listen to the guide regularly, you've listened to some of those tracks, or if you've just listened to the album, you've listened to some of those tracks. Regardless, uh, you know that we're probably in store for quite the evening here on the first day of High Water Festival, Saturday evening. We'll see you soon. All right, let's go check it out, guys. This is a taste of Modest Mouse's set. Next up, Camp played, and something about that lyric, this past year I got so much older, really hit home for the live crowd post-pandemic at High Water. This past year I got so much older set was right at the changeover from day to night and so if you looked up there was this constellation that emerged it made this next layer that much stronger as the world community hobbles together out of this pandemic we approach opportunities to convene again in large groups like at music festivals with some trepidation um, and it was like that at high water until camp came on and until this song moments at high water but one of my favorite was standing in the crowd at camp watching listening experiencing a large happy safe jubilant celebratory group of people all coming together for a song
Well, my brother and I decide if we want to stay for My Morning Jacket, the band starts playing. was it for day one there was a lot to be excited about coming on day two and my brother myself nick and 14,997 other people were just as excited as we were So here we are, day two of the festival. They seem to have run into a bit of a snafu. Um, not a big deal, looks like people are streaming it now, but for a minute there were some queues forming outside the venue. Looks like they're starting about 30 minutes late. It's not clear why. Again, not a big deal. First act isn't slated to go on until 12.45. That would be Jeremy Albino the Canadian indie folk sensation, one-time farmer. Uh, looking forward to that, and there's plenty more where that came from for the rest of the day. It looks to be like a really uh, packed lineup for the day. Um, seemed like folks were uh, raring to get in, and so there was a little bit of uh, could overhear some some people kind of you know wondering what was the hold up but again it seems like people are streaming in pretty uh, reliably now we're at about 12:30 I'm sure they'll just push everything back beautiful day today looking forward to the music the first act of day two is actually Jeremy Albino but I'm gonna be interviewing him at the end of this podcast so stick around till the end of the podcast and I'll play some highlights from his set alongside that interview for now check out pom pom. Pom Pom is actually made up of Jay Roddy, formerly of Jay Roddy Walson in the business. I'd definitely check them out if you like Jay Roddy. Pom Pom is very similar. Next up is Amethyst Kia. She totally blew the crowd away. Check her out.
Here's a song that's been featured on the guide, Black Myself by Amethyst Q. It's about 5 p.m. Day two of the festival. We're standing right beside the Stono stage, waiting for Old Crow Medicine Show to come on out. They've released, of course, their LP just a couple days ago. Looking forward to seeing how many songs off of that album are played here today. The sun is bearing down in a crowd of what must be almost max capacity, 15,000. Any minute now, we will see the band members take the stage once Jade Bird wraps up her set on the Edisto stage. Stay tuned. This track they played is called Glory Land. It's off of their latest LP called Paint This Town. People have sung Wagon Wheel at some sort of get-together before with a big group, but not everybody can say they sang it with the band. Check it out. Hey, mama, rock me. 
after Old Crow, we were sort of stumbling around in a joyous haze, but we were able to catch the very end of Sharon Van Etten's excellent set. Check out the electrifying 17. This is sort of a total digression and an aside, but at the festival they had this really cool program where you could recycle your cup. I asked someone at the festival about it who seemed to kind of have the inside scoop. His name's Josh. He's from Columbia. Here's what he had to say. You were mentioning something about those orange cups they have. What's the deal with that? Yeah, so, uh, you know, a lot of the drinks they're giving out, they give you in these orange cups, and if you return it, it enters you into a drawing and you win free stuff. So oh, that's awesome. Have you seen this before? No, I've never seen it before. Yeah, that's where so you get you put it back into like a bin and then you scan a QR code and your name is submitted into like a sweepstakes or something? Yeah, that's exactly it. What, what, would you mind I love my brother and my friend Nick, but the allure of continuing a conversation with a fresh face was too much to How pass How are you joining the festival so far? It's been awesome. Yeah. Have you come before? Yeah, this is my, I've been all but one year, so. How does this compare to previous years? To previous years? It's more crowded this year. Uh, yeah, a lot more people, but a lot of great energy. So, yeah. and are you a fan of the bands, the music, the food? Yeah, all, all of the above. Nice, nice. Are you staying in town for the weekend since you're yeah. from Columbia? Yeah, staying with some friends. Cool. Well, thanks, man, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. Later, while we wait for Shovels and Rope, the creators of the festival, to take the stage, Nick and I discuss the finer points of being a roadie. Is it good? Bad? What are the drawbacks? What are the shortcomings? We're just pontificating here. Uh, I don't think it's a great job. It probably depends on your definition, but all, all considered, all things considered, there's probably a lot of pros to it. I mean, you get you get access to musicians like no one else, which is cool. You get a taste of the road life, which is cool. But you also get all of the drawbacks of the harshness of the road life without any of the real limelight. Now that I'm listening back, I'm realizing it's less of a conversation and more just me waxing poetic. Uh, in any case. Waiting for Shovels and Rope, the creators of the festival, to take the Edisto stage in about 50 minutes. Black Pumas are playing on the Stono stage right now. We've made our way up to the front. We're camped out, ready to catch Carrie Ann Hurst and Michael Trent up close and personal in just under an hour. My buddies Brennan and Nick, my brother Brennan and my buddy Nick, are both here with me. How are you guys enjoying the show so far? It's Brennan. Enjoying every second. I lathered up. I made sure I lathered up before, you know, the sun came out. How's that working out for you? It's been good. I'm, I'm you know, not as blistered as yesterday, and I'm feeling cool, I'm feeling smooth, and I'm ready for some shovels of rope. I can attest to that. He is looking cool. He's looking smooth. Nick, how you doing? What's going on? You looking forward to shovels and rope set? How's the day been? Uh, definitely looking forward to shovels and rope. They always put on a fantastic performance, and I would expect no less at their own festival. 
Uh, the day's been great. I've enjoyed. I would say Sunday has has exceeded Saturday, if I can if I can be so bold. Yeah, that's what Brennan was saying. What do you think about Sunday being better overall than Saturday, and why, why do you think that is? Sunday really brought the soul. I feel like you know what I mean. Down south, you got to bring that gospel energy for a Sunday. Um, Who was playing? We had Mavis Staples, Staples singer. Uh, we had you know Old Crow Medicine Show bringing that that sweet sweet bluegrass. Um, stronger, stronger energy on Sunday, I would say. Starting off uh, with uh, Albino, real real stellar set list. And it's always good to come to one of these festivals and discover some new bands. So they set a great tone, and then... What do you think of Amethyst Kia? Always fantastic. Love Amethyst Kia. Uh, real, real fantastic singer-songwriter. Glad to see her get uh, ex some, some exposure on a large stage like this. And then, uh, yeah, pom-pom, high-energy performance. Mavis Staples, my goodness. Uh, timeless, still going. Had the crowd rocking and rolling nonstop. Yeah, there's been a real buzz from the Mavis Staples performance. Can you tell me a little bit more about the performance, Brennan? Um, it felt like I was, uh, you know, I was participating in a historical musical moment. Um, at one point, you know, a tear came to my eye, and um, there was, there was, you know, a lot of political statements being made um, by her. And I think there's someone from the crowd said something. That was a little off-putting to her, and she almost stopped the show. But then she brought it back with a lot of energy. For for a woman that's 79 years old, she was moving like a spry 21-year-old. Oh, you're here first. Day two, just as good, if not a little bit better than day one. Let's see what Shovels and Rope bring to the table in a moment here. I've just got to cry a little bit here that I didn't see what apparently was this incredibly historic, beautiful, moving, poignant performance by the one and only Mavis Staples. I was uh, in the press lounge recording my interview with Jeremy Albino, which again, you'll hear at the end of this podcast, so stick around for that. It's a real doozy. But again, just a huge bummer that I didn't see Mavis. I did hear her from where I was at a little bit, and I could tell it was a really momentous occasion, but it is a bummer that I was not there. But luckily, I've got my brother and my friend Nick to tell me all about it. We are waiting for shovels and a rope to finish setting up. They've got their crew out on stage setting up. great to hear your favorite classic tunes from a band at a concert but I gotta say one of my favorite tracks 
that Shovels and Rope played at the festival is one called The Human Race. It's the final song off of their 2022 album, Manticore. Check it out. The festival's final act, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, inimitable Jack White. played in innumerable bands growing up, listened to a lot of White Stripes uh, as we came of age musically. So it was cool to be at the concert there with him watching Jack White. does it for day two and that does it for high water festival 2022 but wait there's more as they say a lot more i'm gonna now take you back in time to the very start of day two when i interview the canadian sensation jeremy albino he is a rising star he's been on the guide recently and you're not going to want to miss this interview so we're going to jump into my questions his answers and some highlights from his incredible set on day two 
of High Water Festival 2022. Day two came and Jeremy Albino, the Toronto, Canada folk singer, blues, guitarist, dancer extraordinaire, kicked things off, melted minds, got the party started, as they say. Um, he started fast and big and loud. He settled in to a quieter acoustic phase and then his set ended with his vintage classic R&B blues sound. I love a soul. Oh. When I'm back, I bring a silver and gold. Band of gold. Band of gold. A band of gold. I asked Jeremy how I felt to kick off day two. Uh, oh, great. I honestly, I'm just happy to be here and the band is happy to be here. We, we kind of came a long way to just, just play play this show. So, um, and it's just, yeah, I've seen some pals and, and it's a lot warmer here than it is back home. So we're just happy to be here. As I talked to Jeremy, I realized he didn't just come from like an hour or two away. We came down from Toronto, Ontario, which is, I don't even want to say how, long, how far it was, but uh, we, we could have flown here and uh, been here a lot quicker. <laughs> and I came to find out when it comes to Jeremy's approach to the road, there's no rest for the weary. We're heading out re like not too long after this because uh, I've got a, I'm, I'm, I'm going on a European tour. Um, I'm leaving Tuesday. Yeah, I gotta say say goodbye to my girlfriend and my dog and uh, um, but yeah yeah we just kind of it is quite a bit I think we were in the the whole trip was a 19 hour drive but that's what you do when you're kind of starting out I'd like to share this a new one about the first time I ever saw a tumbleweed <laughs> <laughs> And while he may just be starting out, he did promise to make his way back. I really wish I could stay longer and, and have a look around. I'm sure I'll, I'll come back, maybe next next year or the, maybe a year after, but we'll for sure be back. Albino's band sounded incredibly tight at high water, so I wanted to learn a little bit more about who was joining him on stage for his set. So I asked. Uh, this is We've got a couple guys that are like part of my original band who kind of played on my first record. Jasper Smith, who's kind of playing the slide guitar on my left, um, and Derek Monson, who's playing the bass on my right, were like two of the guys that played on the original record. And uh, uh, further to my right was uh, Sam Cash, Samir Cash, 
and he's kind of new to the mix, and, uh, but he's kind of a, I've, I've known him, he, he's got his own project back home, and like I've, I've been following him along for years as a musician, and uh, Jared, Jared, we played a couple gigs with Jared, he kind of, kind of filled in, one my, my original drummer had a kid, and or has two kids, and just kind of, um, can't make it on the road as much, so we're really happy to have Jared on. Um, he actually jumped in really last minute because my drummer, who was going to come, got COVID. From blues to jazz to soul to rock and roll, Albino's music sounds like a hodgepodge of different genres. I want to know from him what sort of musician he considers himself. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm a folk music musician. I'm, like On my records, there's just a lot of songs that are just like, I'm just telling a story and then other times I want to have a band and kind of let loose and, and and also do that. Like I've played sets where I haven't done kind of more of the quieter songs on the set but it always feels like something's missing and like people want that, I don't know, a bit of a variety and I don't know, I want that variety when I'm performing so um, and I just get to share these different songs that I've written um, and uh, yeah, I, that's what I love. And I also want to get people dancing, so just doing a bit of everything, you know. Albino's EP, Past Dawn, which uh, has had songs featured on the guide in the past, um, is incredible. And he played a few tunes from that EP at High Water. I asked him what the last few weeks has been like since he literally just released the album. But, yeah, I was just on tour with Shelves and Rope for the past, like... Month, four weeks, I guess, and um, which was kind of my first. The record uh, passed on came out during that time, and so I was just like, it was kind of my first time playing these songs, or at least Acre of Land, and it's been just really fun. And I kind of found a little groove with it when I'm performing on it. So uh, yeah, just, I like sharing it with people, you know. Albino has three records out now, but given that Passed On is his most recent release. And given that this is a podcast about new music, I wanted to dig a little bit briefly into his writing process on Past Dawn, so I asked him a couple questions about it. Past Dawn was a bunch of songs that, I don't know, I kind of started writing some tunes when we, uh, the world kind of ended up having a bit more free time on their hand. And um, a couple songs, like I, I, I wrote one song with a friend of mine, Acre of Land, which we we kind of wrote just on the back porch during a barbecue one time because we were I kind of like was like I got the song that I really missed touring like and but I also missed like being home right <laughs> like always kind of yearning for something yeah. I guess you know um, I, I ended up sending some of these songs to Michael and he just would send back like some fully produced like um, tunes. And we're like, sweet, let's see, like, let's keep digging in. It was like, it was a really good time to finally, there was a time where it's like, it felt I was just in a vacuum. You were just like writing with yourself. You heard some of these songs for for months and months. You don't know, you're not getting anything back from the world. Like usually you're able to perform and see if it's like, you get a reaction. It's sounding Yeah, weird. yeah, yeah, you get something. Instead of just being stuck in a floor, like in a room like, like this, you just like felt like you're losing your mind. Right, right. But um, it was just a really amazing time to just 
once once we did start working with Michael, we'd, we'd get something back, and we're like, okay, sweet, all right, we could keep going. Let's just keep moving. Like there was movement, and and I've just always been a fan of Michael and and his music, and um, so it's just been yeah, it was it was just really excited to make this this thing. Shovels in a Rope put on the incredible High Water Music Festival, and Albino's career in many ways was catapulted by his meeting Michael Trent of Shovels and Rope. So I asked Albino a little bit about Shovels and Rope. Yeah, I mean, where I first like, I, where I first heard Shovels and Rope, and um, I don't even, I, it was before I was even a musician. I guess I, I, I remember hearing like a friend of mine's band was covering Boxcar, and I was like, what is this song? It's so good. And then I ended up finding finding Shovel's Rope and falling up with, in love with their music, and then eventually, like, just hearing his record and also hearing, the, like, all the stuff that they've done with, like, Blessed Jukebox and all that. Um, so that's, I mean, where I first kind of heard mm. their, their music and, and his his music, and um, and we kind of mm. put our names in the, in the ring. And, cool. And I guess enough people, we all, like... There was enough people connecting the dots that nice. we kind of ended up going on the road together, and that was a blast. Like, uh, it was a really fun tour through Europe. Um, I asked Jeremy a little bit about COVID, what it was like, whether he was productive during those years. We got a couple like records in the can. We got to make this record with Michael, and I got to do a bunch of like, I got to. It kind of feels like kind of back at it now, and. Just create, I got to create, and then you just need to create it, you know? <laughs> I also asked Jeremy what music he's listening to right now. Probably my favorite band at the moment is a band called The Sacred Souls. Check them out. They're from somewhere in California. Thank you so much, everyone. It's really nice to be here. We've come a long way. Um, I'm going to do one on my own here. This is a song of an EP I just put out not too long ago. This one's called Lake Erlane. No understanding of Jeremy Albino would be complete without digging a little bit into his past as a farmer. So we do just that. Before I kind of started doing music full time, I was just a farm laborer. Um, I I kind of started working on farms like out of like a little bit out of high school. I I really was before that. I was really into gardening. Like back in the day, this old crab apple tree fell down in my backyard, and then so we had to take it down. Um, and then we had all this room to make a garden, and I got really into gardening. 
And then all of my like my family and friends were like, you should just try go working on a farm. And I was like, all right. I grew up in the in the suburbs of of Toronto, and uh, it, like it brought me out to a bunch of farms all around the world. Eventually, I landed in this place called Prince Edward County. First time I moved away from home, I was just working on farms. It was the best, man. Honestly, like the first day of work, I was just so excited. I was just like, you know, you're just out there weeding, planting stuff. I don't know. It's just like, I love food. I love growing things. And uh, and so I did that for a number of years. Uh, I worked on a couple of vegetable farms and would just help my friends start their farms, like um, like a flower farm. And we just like would build infrastructure and just, I'd end up working on their farms. and. All through that, I was just playing guitar and singing, trying to write songs. Kind of just ramped up into like making a record. I'd never been in a studio. I got a record deal, and, um, and long story short, here we are. And that's it for my interview with Jeremy Albino, and that's it for my coverage of the incredible 2022 High Water Festival. This has been a production of Steve's New Music Guide. I'm your host, Steve Fletcher. I'll see you all next week.